The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you most solemnly, unless a weed grain falls on the ground and dies, it remains only a single grain. But if it dies, it yields a rich harvest. Anyone who loves his life loses it. Anyone who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If a man serves me, he must follow me. Wherever I am, my servant will be there too. If anyone serves me, my father will honor him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, uh, dying and rising is such an obvious theme of the Gospels in general, but today Jesus puts it right in the foreground. We're all like little grains of wheat, and a grain of wheat doesn't exist for itself. Um, This is the logic of so much of what God does. Things don't exist for themselves, but they burst into new life, which usually escapes our vision. You know, it's the fruitfulness of the Spirit. goes wherever it will does whatever God desires. Um, today's the feast of a martyr, St. Deacon, uh, St. Um, <laughs> what's his name? Lawrence, who was a deacon. Um, I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking of deacons especially because in our diocese, you know, I'm a priest, right? Yeah. Before I became a priest, I had to become a deacon. This is, the, this is how the sacraments work. So you've got baptism and confirmation and all of that. But one of the sacraments is called holy orders, and there's three degrees of holy orders. One is the diaconate, one is the priesthood, and one is the episcopate, which is becoming a bishop. Okay? Uh, I don't think anyone aspires to be a bishop. And if they do, maybe they should be punished with the job of being a bishop. <laughs> I think that's how the saying goes, isn't it? If you want to be a bishop, then good, good, good luck to you. Because uh, that's not really how the sacraments of, of ordination work. It's about a life of service. Um, but anyway, on the way to the priesthood, one has to be ordained a deacon, right? So six months before I became a priest, Bishop Michael ordained me a deacon, and he sent me to Emerald, and I was busy there preaching and baptized. I think I had a wedding, um, that kind of thing. We have a new deacon in our diocese. His name is Peter Doherty. He's from Bundaberg. I think he's 47, so he's a little bit older than me, but, um, but he's a deacon. And in about six months' time, he'll be ordained a priest for the diocese. Exciting stuff. Okay, but we hear about a different deacon today, not Peter from Bundy, but Lawrence from Rome. Now, Lawrence, <laughs> the church, the church um, keeps the stories of the saints, and we call them hagiographies. It's like holy stories, okay? And when you read a hagiography, it's a, it's a certain kind of genre. It's, it's certainly historical, but it's embellished with meaning because we don't just want to know the crude facts of who... Uh, Deacon Lawrence was. We want to know what his heart was about. Um, we want to know about his relationship with God. That's the whole reason he's in our calendar at all, because he directs us to God. All the saints direct us to God. Um, today I'm wearing red, which signifies what? He's what kind of saint? He's a certain kind of saint. Why would I be wearing red? Think of what I was wearing for Peter Chanel Day as well. Do you know what they have in common? They were both martyred, killed for the faith. Um, now, sometimes when we look at this color, we think, oh, yeah, red, blood, okay. But I think it's deeper than that. I don't think the red is meant to necessarily signify blood because, for example, we wear red on Pentecost Sunday. The Holy Spirit doesn't have any blood. Uh, we wear red 
we were we were red on we were red on a few occasions where actually blood was not spilled. So I think it's more like the red of a traffic light. It kind of gets our attention. Something something has happened, and we better stop and see it. Like really look, really take a moment to pause. Uh, you can't ignore a traffic, or you better not rather ignore a red traffic light. You stop and you wait for it to turn green again. Um, so what's what's Lawrence showing us then? Well, in a sense, he's showing us what it is to be a grain of wheat that lives not for himself, but for others. Let me tell you this funny story. This is the hagiography of um, Lawrence. Lawrence was a deacon in the church in Rome. He was the treasurer, which means he was in charge of, let's say, the funds and the, and the stuff, the expensive stuff of the church. And the church had expensive stuff, as it still does. We can talk more about that another day. But anyway, in the early church, Christianity was not exactly smiled upon they didn't rome didn't like it okay so rome comes or, or the prefect of rome comes and says lawrence uh you are in charge of the riches of this church essentially we've come to tax you so when we come back like later today bring the treasures of the church to give to us you see what's happening so far he's going to take all the treasures of the church lawrence says yeah sure uh come back when you're ready and i'll have the treasures the prefect comes back, and Deacon Lawrence comes back, and he says, Behold, here are the widows, and the poor, and the beggars, and the lame, and the, and the little children. These are the treasures of the church. How do you think the prefect reacted to that? You reckon he was happy? No, he wasn't, he wasn't happy because he wanted some money. So they took um, Lawrence prisoner, and they barbecued him, literally. They put him on a grill... And they, and they set him on fire, or they put the fire under the grill and they, they cooked him. And now, um, and Rome, was, Rome typically did these kind of gruesome uh, you know, executions. But, but in the hagiography, while Lawrence is lying there on the grill, he is, he is supposed to have said, I'm done on this side, turn me over. Okay? Which means, you people don't scare me, you people are no threat, uh, I belong to God. This is what my vocation is about. I'm a wheat given over to a much higher purpose than just myself. Um, now, in the classic comedy of the church, you know how pa pa saints have patronages? So it's like, if I'm, something's lost, I'll pray to such and such saint, whatever. Um, saint Lawrence is the patron of chefs, cooks, and comedians. Okay. This is some of the classic comedy of the church. I just think it's really, really funny. And if you look at the saints, a lot of them are just filled with this kind of tongue-in-cheek comedy. So it's like, yeah, okay, we get the joke, Mother Church, um, and we're going to lean on that patron and their prayers today. So let's do that, eh? Um, uh, our lives are not, like, like, please God, none of us are martyred um, for our faith. But hopefully we are seen. Hopefully we are like red traffic lights. The world has to stop and tilt its head and think, what are those people really doing here? And what are they about? Um, what is that love in their hearts that they could have never found in this world? They found it somewhere else. They found it in someone else. This is the contagious love that God has for each of us. And that love is eternal. It draws us to our fullest end. It turns a grain of wheat into something far more spectacular. It turns each of us into saints among all the saints in the halls of heaven.